Hello there and a very warm welcome to episode 56 of the Fantasy Football Podcast on World Football Index. I'm Neil Shelat and I'm delighted to say that once again I've been joined by Ben Griffiths. How are you Ben? Good Neil, hope you're doing well. It's good to be back on this and we have a lot of stuff to go over so going to be quite frantic again. As yeah, most Fridays seem to be now. <laughs> yeah and uh, I think as we were discussing just before we got started teams 23 24 is about here now so uh, I think I think that that's It is going to get increasingly frantic uh, from here on, but we do have a fair bit of action to discuss uh, from the week. Uh, some league action, a couple of things from the weekend, and then UEFA qualifiers always throwing up some interesting results. Loads of transfers again, uh, and then we look forward to some new seasons getting underway uh, this weekend. In fact, tonight um, we have some big, big matches. So loads to discuss. And then, without further ado, let us get started. Right, let's start with the big one, which is of course the World Cup going on in Australia and New Zealand. We've had one full round of fixtures completed, a second almost done. I think we just have a day or two left, uh, and there's some very interesting stuff going on. Uh, there's drama on and off the pitch uh, in the Norwegian camp, where apparently not everyone is happy uh, with manager Hege Riise. She benched one of uh, I mean, one of the best players in the world, honestly, uh, Karin Graham Hansen for their last game uh, against Switzerland, and that ended goalless. Of course, they lost the opener to New Zealand. So at the moment, they are bottom in Group A, which is some a group they were expected to win. And on the last day, they have to beat the Philippines and hope for a favorable result elsewhere to be sure of uh, making it to the knockouts. So it's it's not looking good. For Norway, this World Cup, uh, but of course they could still rescue their campaign. And someone else who needs to rescue their campaign are hosts Australia, who are in a real tough spot because they uh, lost to uh, who was it? Nigeria uh, at, in in their last game. Uh, they lost three two uh, after taking the lead, I think, in early in the second half. But then. Conceding thrice and only managing to pull one back late, late on, uh, and so that leaves them in a spot of bother in Group B. They're third on three points with Nigeria leading alongside Canada on four points, and the trouble for Australia is that their last match is against Olympic gold medalists Canada, who they will have to beat in order to have a chance of progressing. Of course, they've been missing some uh, star striker Sam Kerr. Uh, in in their first two matches as she suffered a calf injury and they will desperately hope that she returns uh, for the third game which is already a, it's effectively already a knockout game between Canada and Australia you'd imagine Nigeria get the better of Ireland even though they have been impressive but haven't managed to pick up a point so really uh, really interesting permutations in group B as well as group A and of course uh, more stuff to be decided over the next few days so Uh, it's it's fan- fantastic stuff going on in Australia and New Zealand. Right, let's now head over to the world of club football, where 
uh well let's start with i guess one which is not you wouldn't imagine is the biggest competition going on the league's cup in north america but people are taking it quite seriously let me tell you uh of course we have uh, lionel messi arriving uh, he scored that fantastic free kick on debut for uh, inter miami to win the game off the bench in stoppage time and then he scored got a great brace as they beat atlanta united and qualified for the knockouts and it's useful for them because they could win a concacaf champions league spot if they get far enough in this tournament obviously they're not looking in a good spot in in the league right now but elsewhere uh, there has been some very interesting developments uh, in group 3 in the east where uh, new york city uh, fc were facing At- atlas of uh, mexico and atlas did win 1-0 but they had i think a goal ruled out for an offside call which was a bit contentious and then on twitter they were quoting william goebbels of course uh nazi general talking about some truth and lies and and all that sort of stuff so i have no idea what they were on about but i think they're taking the league cup a little bit too seriously <laughs> they they went the route of reddit people when you get annoyed you just compare someone to, to nazi you're like yeah i win the argument when <laughs> the the complete opposite happens <laughs> yeah i think i think they issued an apology and stuff after that but yeah i think they need to calm down a little bit they are in a good spot uh they need to beat or get a draw against toronto fc and they'll be through to the knockout so i i don't think it it's it's quite that serious but well the there we have it that's the league cup for you uh let's head over to europe uh where we have some stuff from from the weekend uh interesting thing to note from denmark was obi against ronders uh, on the weekend a, a lovely game ended 2-2 with a stoppage time equalizer from the Rounders goalkeeper coming up uh well no an assist rather uh, from the goalkeeper coming up from the corner uh his shot i think was effectively deflected in uh and eventually went down to one of the defenders but there was quite some chaos in the opposition box uh in the obe box so uh a great result there 2-2 of course season openers for both um and elsewhere we also had season openers in russia and the russian premier league where rubin kazan of course relegated uh well season before last uh, have returned and they have done so with a 2-2 draw against uh, lokomotiv moscow uh, they could have won it but they conceded in the 88th minute over in the extra klasa pusha uh, niapoyomise have made their debut after over a century uh since their inception so well a long awaited debut to say the least in the extra class i couldn't get anything from the game they did score a lovely lovely opening goal uh curler from outside the box uh, but eventually they were defeated uh by who was it i think it was uh, vidyu uh, watched 3-2 so a, a nice game there but they are yet to obviously get their first points they have scored their first goal a uh, similar uh, debut over in switzerland in midweek uh, start lausanne aushi making their super league debut 122 years after being founded 10 years after they were in the fifth tier and just 4 years after they went fully professional so it's been quite the dramatic rise in recent years of course they came up through the playoff uh, after finishing third in the second tier 
but uh, good news for them was that the Super League was expanding to 12 teams, so they got a playoff spot, faced the bottom club, Sion, beat them, and now they're up in the big league. Uh, they have considered three, though, in, in their opener against Lugano at home, uh, so not the best of starts, but, well, let's see where they go. Long season ahead, of course. They aren't, I was looking up, they aren't even owned by, like, a really rich benefactor, right? It's just, they've just been naturally growing. Yeah, it's been quite recently, amazing. haven't they? Yeah, that's, that's what you like to see. Absolutely. It's, it's, and I think it was lovely to see that playoff, the, the second leg was at home. Some lovely scenes uh, with the fans and players celebrating. It was a real shame, I thought, that their uh, Super League debut was, I think, on a Wednesday night at home. Uh, in a Wednesday evening, which is a really bad time, obviously, for the fans. So, you know, lo- loads of the stadium was empty, which was sad to see. I thought um, they could have scheduled it better because all the other Super League games were on the weekend. But this one, for some reason, they put right in the middle of the week. So I suppose... That's a scandal. Why did they do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know if that's, I'm missing something, but I suppose they have to wait till the 5th of August, which is their next home game against Servette. That's a Saturday. So I expect that to be, you know, full of fans and everything and a proper match. But yeah, inter- interesting thing there. Uh, right. Uh, what else do we have? Well, we have finally the 2022-23 season ending in Egypt. Took them long enough. Uh, the main reason behind that was that El Ali went on well, uh, a Club World Cup campaign and then a long CAF Champions League campaign, which meant they had like six or seven games in hand at the end. And so they were still catching up till now. And uh, they've end, obviously, they wrapped the title up a, a fair while ago. They're, of course, African champions as well. So they've done a double, uh, could do a treble in the cup. But the they were on course for an invincible season. Until the penultimate match day when they lost 3-0 to Pyramids, who ended up finishing second quite comfortably as well. Uh, so narrowly missed out there. Perhaps the tight fixture schedule at the end, uh, something like about in two weeks or in 12 days, they've played the last five games. So yeah, it was I almost suppose. like it was like every three days they yeah. were playing. Like you'd look and be like, oh, they're playing again. They're playing again. <laughs> so I think that probably took its toll. Uh, and well, rob them of a potential invincible season, but still, obviously, a fantastic campaign for them. And I, I suspect the next season will be just around the corner, uh, so not long left for that. Right, let's now go on to our UEFA qualifiers, where there's been loads to discuss, as as always. Let's start with uh, the Champions League qualifiers. Uh, where Klaxik, who, of course, beat Ferencvaros in the first round, 3-0 away from home, quite a shock result, uh, have once again got a 0-0 draw at home. This time, they were hosting uh, Beko Heck and the Swedish champions. And it's, I mean, it's it's just like Ferencvaros. It's a 0-0 draw at home. They defended really, really well, I thought, kept Heck in quiet relatively comfortably. And so it'll be all to play for when the two sides go to Sweden next week. Uh, another all uh, Scandinavian tie was uh, HJK of uh, Finland against Molde. And perhaps even a more shocking result here, which was a 1-0 win for the Finnish side. Uh, so Molde will have to overturn a deficit uh, in their home leg. It's a really poor performance from them, I thought. Uh, of course, they definitely do have the quality, you'd imagine, to uh, overturn this deficit. But 
not at all a good position to be in for them. And we had Aris Lima Sol making their Champions League debut. And in quite some style too, they put six goals past Bate Borisov. 1-6-2, so you'd imagine they will advance. On to the next round, we had Rakov Shesokhova and Karabakh playing a lovely match. 3-2 it ended with a late, late winner in stoppage time from Rakov, who went to nil up in the second half, conceded twice in like two minutes, and then won it with a long range strike from debutant Sonny Kittel coming in from Hamburg, which I found out in this way, which was quite some way to find out about. Uh, over in the Europa Conference League, some interesting results. Fenerbahce putting four past Zimbru uh, with their new signings coming in and shining. Uh, Dusan Tadic getting an assist. Eden Dzeko goal and two assists. Ryan Kent with a goal. Sebastian Szymanski with a goal. So they look properly formidable. And I'm quite excited to watch them in the league this season. I think them and Galatasaray are again going to absolutely go at it. Some really interesting squads there. Uh, and some, some great fun. I suppose, in the Super League coming up. But the big result, maybe the biggest result of the the week was Inter de Escaldes beating Hibernian. So a, a massive, massive shock because, I mean, on paper, you know, there's like worlds between these two sides. Uh, Hibernian, of course, Scottish Premiership side. You, and... Top of the table side too. I mean, obviously not title contender, but still, uh, you know, top three, top four. And Inter Descalis is, you know, a microstate club from Andorra. Who Scotland's you... coefficient is ninth for UEFA, whereas Andorra's is fifty third. Wow! I mean, there, just, there you have it. just that in general, when you have a club that's up with like the best of the rest in Scotland, of you know, yeah, usually Hibs Hearts Aberdeen. Yeah, exactly. And it's. it's... As a non-Scot, I feel like it is very <laughs> as an as a non-Scot, but if you're a Scottish and you're a Hearts fan, I think you also love it. Yeah. But I mean, that is wild to even so. think that they could do that. So I'm curious how it's gonna be when they go back to Scotland. Yeah. Right? Because this is in Andorra. Yep. And so you have to think that Hibs are gonna be hopefully <laughs> at the top of their game, but you never know. I mean, technically mm-hmm. speaking, you could just Park eleven members right in front of the goal and let them try to shoot and go <laughs> yeah, through and make goes. some money. Yeah, I mean, if they go through, it'd be incredible, as you say, make some money. Incredible for the coefficient. I mean, this result in itself is for Andorra. Uh, so yeah, unbelievable stuff. Uh, another couple of shock results. Uh, Basel lost one three to Tobol last night. Uh, a red card, rather undoing their their efforts and. So in the end, uh, well, two red cards in the end, undoing their efforts. Um, and so I think in the end, a three-one loss is not the worst. Funny thing is, Tierno Barry, uh, who only joined them very recently, made his league debut against Saint Gallen on the weekend, got sent off, uh, made his continental debut against Double here, scored the opener, and also got sent off. So he can take a week off now. <laughs> he's he's going to be suspended from the next couple of games. Uh, and yes, yeah, not the best of starts to his Basel career, but definitely a very exciting player uh, by all accounts from those who've been watching him in the Belgian second tier with Beveren last season. Uh, scored about 20 goals and 33 appearances for them. So uh, certainly a capable player, but uh, didn't get off to the best of starts. 
I think we can say. And lastly, we had another decent result from Northern Ireland where Crusaders came away with a 2-2 draw against Norwegian side Rosenberg. They took the lead, uh, conceded twice before halftime, but equalized in the 74th minute. So all to play for going into the second leg, that'll be in Norway. So again, you'd expect Rosenborg to get the job done, but you never know. Right, uh, let's. we also had the draw for the next round of fixtures in the Champions League, Europa League and Europa Conference League. I just picked out a couple of potential ties that could be of interest. Uh, we could have Hicken against Mulder, but of course, Hicken uh, have done the dangerous thing of drawing nil-nil with Klaxvig away from home and Mulder are trailing to HJK. So, uh, you never know, but... It, it could be a very interesting tie that what could the opposite then be what would the opposite tie then be <laughs> well uh, yeah then if, if both of them lose then you could of course have Klaxwick uh, against HJK which would again be interesting but another Scandinavian one <laughs> yeah it's it's Scandinavia in any case but just what what, what combination is the question uh, and of course the losers will drop down to the Europa League but there's different ties there so they won't face each other. So essentially, it'll only be the winners of those two games who face each other. The losers will face some other people. It's a bit confusing. Uh, and the other big time in the Champions League, I thought, was PSV against Sturm Graz. Uh, that's two, I mean, two strong teams uh, going at it against each other. Of course, the second placed side in the Netherlands and Austria. So uh, one of them will drop out in the next round. Right, I think that's all we've got from the on-pitch action. Let us now move on to some transfers because it's been yet another very busy week. Saudi Arabia, as ever, in the headlines. Uh, They dropped a record offer for Kylian Mbappe worth a billion euros in total. Uh, 300 million in terms of transfer fee and 700 million in potential wages, which is... Yeah, it's it's hard to get your head around. It's insane That's money for one year. Of um, just for one year, that is by the way, of Mbappe, they're willing to give one billion euros, which is mad. But I think that tells you how much they value him. But apparently, he's not interested, so they they won't be spending that. But that is yeah, one of I mean, I I I I cannot articulate. Just could you imagine seven hundred million? Yeah, like, like can you? Yeah, like I could. Uh, how does that? I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, know granted, he's gonna. He, he, he was smart. I think to if you take the money, you have literally your entire next ten generations set up. Oh yeah. But then he said he didn't want to take the money. I think it's because he he values because had he moved, there would be so many people in, you know, Western Europe particular that would be like now you're not you're not as good to me even if your talent is something like i don't put you on as high of a pedestal that with i think he just I, the dude just wants to go to real madrid yeah quite clearly for his entire life i think he, yeah. even I mean, the, even he's, he's, he's got enough money already year. man he's, right? he's got and a huge contract from phd he's got enough money he, he knows that he can he can milk anything Ooh, for as much as he wants and i think that he's probably like i don't need because 700 million for one year or 
and then however much then it would be a question of real madrid might feel be like we're not going to pay you that much because you obviously don't need it so like there's a lot of stuff that goes on but he knows that he has already milked psg to basically become like an owner and he could probably continue who knows behind the scenes maybe he was like hey i mean i want to take this it's a ton of money so like give me some concessions play me this season because they were like we're not going to play you this season yeah that, that's an interesting like, situation it's like i'm that petty on football manager <laughs> but i want to be that petty in real life with the best player in the world uh, well yeah it's definitely still going to be an interesting but situation. it's a good it's a good shining strength showing for saudi arabia to basically be like no club no player is safe yeah like, it really doesn't matter we can afford and we will afford anyone so don't even try to stop us yeah because that's... It's not all the if money. the player wants to come here, we will pay yeah, them, it's to over. them to come here. Yeah, so. I'm, I, that happened. I think that's a lovely segue into the Jordan Henderson transfer, which is finally yeah. done. Uh, I think that he'd agreed the contract in terms of personal terms a long time ago, but apparently they were stuck over transfer fees. I think ultimately it was just the 14 million euros, so not much. Uh, less, Just just over 1% of what Mbappe would have it, got it's, altogether. It's funny because... The the transfer fees that like if you compare China to Saudi Arabia, the transfer fees that the Saudi Arabia is paying are like so much smaller. They're they're so much more realistic. Let me say that. Hmm. Except for the Alex Tellis one, which I don't think any transfer fee was realistic. But even even the Malcolm one, I think sixty million. Six, six. That's the only one that I think is that like. That's a, it's 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 also like Saudi it's, Arabia it's, to Russia. So yeah. So that one is is weird, but everything else like fourteen million for Henderson. Yes. Like, he, they're all realistic. Whereas China was paying way more, I think, and the, but the wages are what yeah, that's the big is difference. well beyond. And that's the thing is that they're they're talking with the clubs and that they make the players be like, I need I need to take this offer. You need to, and they're doing free transfers too, I guess. So we yeah, haven't had a big sample size of of you know, but it's just interesting comparing all the yeah, initially think, the U.S., then China, and now Saudi Arabia, and then I think just earlier today, I think even Mares was confirmed, and that was I think about thirty million euros transfer fee plus maybe some add-ons. So again, you know, yeah. if, if some other clubs yeah. going for him, that's about what you'd expect to get. So it's, it's fair enough. But mm. yeah, that's some in, very interesting week once again. Yeah, Malcolm, as we mentioned, that is a big one. He's not sixty million worth. Yeah, He's a good player. He's an inconsistent <laughs> player, but he was really good last season, and he'll do really well inside of Arabia. I think. Sixty million is mad, but it's not sixty million yet. No, that's remotely. A, that's not even half of that. Yeah. That's no, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And and then um, Edifak signed Jack Hendry and yeah. Musa Dembele, which yeah. added on to Henderson. And then it's funny because Henderson's the best. And then Jack Hendry, I think, can be good, but he's extremely inconsistent. Musa Dembele, I think, can be good, but he's extremely inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> and so Edifak are kind of doing like a like a PIF light. That they're getting yeah. players that are that can be good, but you just don't know. And but so you're that's not sure what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> so it would be interesting to watch them because they they do have a decent enough like foreign base to see with Gerard, who obviously wasn't like he did really well with Rangers, but also he had the best second best team in the country and then did did decently with Hasbell, which is not like well enough. It'll be curious to see how he does against Slavin Bilic, against Nuno, against. Jorge Jesus, so. Apparently, uh, even Matthias Jaisle, uh, he's yes. <laughs> in, in, in talks with El Ali. Uh, apparently, already left Salzburg, so I suppose he's probably going there. Uh, that's going to be interesting. He got one. sacked, yeah. He yeah. got sacked because he was talking with yeah, them he's, he's right talking before with the, the season started. Salzburg so they like, put it on Twitter. 
Yeah. Which again is that's literally what happens with football manager. So once again, football <laughs> manager proving that everything they do is it's is real life. Realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's gonna be an interesting one. I think guys I mean if he if he does play sort of the Red Bull style with them, uh that'll be quite interesting. I mean, you look at their squad, you know, like someone like I mean, yeah, Paris is exactly yeah. suited to that style of play. I, but yeah. Honestly, in and um Firmino. <laughs> yeah, I mean Firmino is one. Bit. I mean yeah, I mean, we it's... talked about them. The goals question is again looming large. Yeah, so. can they get the goals? But it would be funny because I don't know if they can play. Because um, the last manager, Pizzo Mosamana, he's not yeah. like he does a lot of everything. He does a little bit of pressing, but he's not Red Bull style. Not so like they've had some churn in their squad, but like he's not Red Bull. And I mean, again, you have to you have to factor in various conditions, including the temperatures, right? These yeah. guys are going to be playing in some serious heat sometimes. I mean, obviously not in the winters, but like start end of the season, this I mean temperatures and even humidity is gonna yeah. be real. So, can you press to that degree that you do in Australia and Saudi Arabia? I don't think so. But... Yeah, can you press to that degree? I, I oh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's it, but I see it. <laughs> that's what we do here on uh, Friday Football Podcast. Uh, well, let's let's head on now then to uh, some other transfers elsewhere. Uh, I talked about the Turkish Super League, and I'm excited to see Fenerbahce and Galatasaray go at it. Of course, we spoke about some Fenerbahce uh, signings, but a new big one for Galatasaray is Wilfred Zaha, who's left Crystal Palace after a fair few years there uh, at the end of his contract. And so he'll he'll be joining the champions, of course, uh, and to see if they can defend that title. That's going to be a very interesting one. I mean, of course, there's... He's he's a really really good player. I'm sure he will do very very well in Turkey, but it's it's gonna be super interesting to see how he fits in. Of course, they've got Zaniolo. The big question for me is they've got Karamakter Koglu as well. So him and Zahar sort of you know same position. So it'll be curious to see if they can fit both in or if they make some stuff around. But yeah, all in all, it's gonna be an interesting season for them. So, certainly watch Galatasaray as well as Fenerbahce. Let's now go to Germany, where we had a couple of big signings. Bayer Leverkusen quietly having a very, very good window, I think. But their latest arrival is uh, Victor Boniface, uh, who absolutely tore the Pro League up with uh, Union Saint-Chilois last season. And he's a superb, superb striking option, of course. They do have Patrick Schick, but he had a fair few injury issues last season and generally not the best of campaigns. And I think Bregan Boniface is a lovely move. In addition to all their other signings, they addressed their left-wing back issue with Alex Grimaldo, brought in Grant Shaka in midfield, you know, Softman as well. They, and of course, I mean, they do have a pretty good squad already. You know, Frimpong, Diaby, although he might potentially be leaving Kusunu uh, and and uh tap so bad the back but again he might be leaving you don't know but it, i mean all in all with how they've been playing under uh, alonso in the second half of last season and these transfers i definitely expect them to make a charge for at least the champions league spots next season so should be interesting and another big transfer in germany was goalkeeper alexander schwalov leaving hertha having his contact terminated apparently and then jumping up to Union Berlin. Uh, so that is going to be a very interesting one to watch. Uh, I don't think he's going to be their first choice keeper. 
but possibly will play in cups and stuff. Uh, and so that's going to be super, super. Would have been nice if they were still in the same league. So we can uh, yeah, have all the more some tensions, but yeah, Hertha, I mean, finally relegated as we discussed. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, we'll be talking about them shortly. But a couple other transfers. Uh, Matteo Retegui leaving Tigre finally going to Genoa. Of course, now an Italian international striker. He's impressed in Liga Professional for a fair while. So now he's off to uh, Serie A, to Genoa. So that should be interesting to watch. So he'll play in Italy now. Uh, and I suppose with the intention of staying in the national team fold. So I want to watch there. Isco to Real Betis, uh, also a very interesting one because he hasn't had a lot of game time recently, left Sevilla under, I mean, joined Sevilla at the start of last season and left in December, apparently had a falling out with Monchi, uh, which was the reason he left. So it'll be interesting to see him getting back in action there. Uh, Calvin Stengs goes off to Feyenoord. That's another interesting one. He was at Royal Antwerp. Last season played a much deeper midfield role than you'd expect him to. Uh, and let's see how he fits in at Feyenoord now. Because defending champions with a decent chance, I think, of retaining the title. Uh, as long as they keep up their level of performance in the Eredivisie there. And lastly, we have Igor joining Brighton. Which I think is another lovely move from them. Uh, he's been very impressive uh, at Fiorentina. Uh, playing... Uh, again, obviously a very possession-dominant style of football under Vincenzo Italiano and also it's relatively similar to Dead Zerbi in, in terms of how they play out and sort of look to play through opponents after baiting a press. So I think it's a smart move. And Yeah, he's he's going to be really good. I wanted him for Spurs for uh, a bit and he... Uh... He's just he's just gonna really suit them, like you said. So he's one to watch, even though he's not like you know twenty one or twenty two. He's definitely absolutely a Brighton type signing of someone that th- this guy's gonna fit extremely well. And like you don't need to be you know the best player in your position in the world. You need to be the best player in this role for us. And I think he will be absolutely. So smart stuff from them again. And yeah, I think that's all for transfers. Last bit of news is a slightly sad one. David Silva retiring after an ACL injury, which, I mean, I think he recognizes is the end of his career, really. But well, what a career it's been. Had a great time at Real Sociedad, I think three seasons almost in the end to cap it all off, where he definitely showed he still had it. Of course, a decade at Manchester City before that, winning everything except the Champions League. Uh, and also a fair few years coming through up at Valencia. So, I mean, I, I don't think I need to say much about him. Everyone knows what a sensational player he was. And yeah, I think it's... Is he possibly the last uh, of the era to be playing? I mean, Iniesta is still knocking about. Apparently, might join into my oh, Maybe, kind but, of, yeah. But apart from him, he's last of that Spanish golden generation midfield. So, yeah, I think end of an era, really. Over there, I mean, of course, Busquets uh, still is. I mean, yeah, so everyone is either in Miami or retired. Uh, from ben yes, it's such a weird point. <laughs> uh. Right, and I think that's about it. Last thing to talk about is the new season starting, which we mentioned tonight. Some huge, huge matches. Uh, let's oh, just, yeah. Let's pick out someone. Uh, which one are you looking forward to, Ben? 
Union Sancho Waz and Anderlecht. Absolutely. Absolutely. Alexander Blessin. Here we go. Mm. Blessing. He is to he's back, baby. It's gonna be it's gonna be so fun. He did for those that don't know, he did exceptionally well with Ostenda. Yep. Uh like exceptionally well. He went to Bologna. No, no Genoa. Genoa. Yeah. Genoa. He did all right. You know, interestingly enough. Uh Technically got them relegated, I think, but I don't think that when he went that it was they were yeah basically done when he went there. So he so like he didn't really get them relegated. He just couldn't get them promoted because they weren't doing like they weren't potentially looking like they were going to be sure you know yeah. fire promotion. Um, so he was uh, sacked as his or he left or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's back, and so it will be fun because Unión Santos is not like a super attacking high possession side they are definitely more suited towards him so this is a good this is another good move on their part from a managerial standpoint now so they should definitely be one to watch and then underlect are always going to be one to watch because they they're underlect and recently they've just been (laughs) they always have great players it's just a matter of can they put the parts together that they have to get them to work and win games and not finish mid-table yet again yeah without Vince company where he band-aided over all the all the uh, issues that they had to make them finish top of the table so well not new champions but yeah yeah so that should be a really fun game anything else this uh this i guess today is the the leagues open up that you're looking for yeah small game in the the bundesliga apparently some team called hamburg are playing schalke uh in the second yeah i've never heard of either of them no you probably haven't so should be a cracking start to the season there uh Obviously, those two are among the favorites for promotion. Uh, let's see what Hertha can do. Uh, are that. HSV really favorites for promotion, or are they favorites <laughs> to get third again and then drop and, then and, lose. and lose to Stuttgart or something? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my call. I'm calling it right now. Third, lose to Stuttgart. They're, they're gonna lead the table, like through the first half of the season, yeah, uh, through January, February, and then drop off, and then just about finish third, and then lose the playoff. That's, that's Man, the, the script writers for Zweite, I really just don't yes, it, care to write anything different, do they? Yeah, I, I think because for, of the strike, they're yeah. just going to recycle the old one. Yeah. Do it again. So, yeah, but Schalke, of course. Where's they, Where's Simon Terota? You know, that whoever who is he's on is going to get promoted. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. Let, let's, let's quickly check. I mean, he was obviously with Schalke. So, unless he's been transferred, he yeah, should he, still he, be there. He did move. He was going to leave at the end of the season. Uh, well, Fortmob's no, he hasn't. Schalke, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. But I guess they're getting promoted. Oh, he's now the captain. Goals I season. thought that he was going to leave. But yes, okay, so Schalke are going to be promoted. He's yep. going to score probably at least 20. 28 goals. Um, He's going to be top scorer yet again. Right, he's going right. to go back into, you know, Airstone Bundesliga and he's going to get score a couple goals. Five. Like, yeah. yeah. And then... He'll back go back down with Schalke. They'll get promoted again with him scoring. He's he's the definition of the yo-yo player. He's too good for the second tier, and he is just not good enough for the first tier. I love him. He is. He's, he's, he embodies he's, Norwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That's true. right. And I think that's all. Uh, we do have also the Bundesliga getting underway in Austria. Lusk and Rapid uh, getting us started tonight, uh, and of course, full round of fixtures. Over the weekend, uh, and so I think that's about it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Big thanks to you, Ben, for joining us. And we'll see you soon next week to discuss all of these games. 
and a bunch of other stuff. So tune in then if you can. Take care. Bye-bye.